This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, people, and happy Monday to you. I truly, truly hope that you are well. And I am very, very glad that you have tuned in with us again on another happy Monday. Um, as usual, I have my wonderful husband and friend and partner um, on the air with me tonight. Um, we didn't even get a chance to talk about whether or not he'll chime in or not, but um, that's always welcomed. Um, it's, um, well, it's been a little chilly over here in our neck of the woods on the East Coast, and I... Uh, planned on having a, a nice hot cup of tea, <laughs> but I didn't get around to it. I got really engrossed in preparing for tonight's show, so if you're sipping your tea, I'm sorry that I cannot join you right now, but um, hopefully next week, enjoy it for me, and um, let's get ready to just move forward with tonight's show. Um, last week, uh, we started a topic and it was called, um, uh, like the days of Noah. And so I really, really felt, um, strongly that I should just continue there. When I did the show last week, I wasn't expecting to do, um, a part two, but I felt, you know, as I was preparing for tonight that I should continue there. Now, before we get into that uh, continuation, I want to let you know the guest that I was telling you I was hoping to get on the air, that I was hoping to book for the show, I was able to get him. I was able to get him. He, he agreed, he graciously agreed to be a guest on our show. I am so excited about this. His name is uh, Dr. Gregory Reed, in case any of you want to kind of look him up before then. Um, he has a ministry called Youth Fire. He is very involved with young people and, um, and youth. Um, he's done various other things over his life and during his ministry. But um, I was very fascinated when I watched him on a television show, actually, a Christian television show called uh, Francis and Friends. He was one of their guests. He is very, very knowledgeable. He has a very powerful test, I should say, knowledgeable about sexual abuse. 
he has a very powerful testimony of how God delivered him and healed him from the sexual abuse that happened in his life as a child and how God delivered him from the occult, the occult world. Um, so he is very um, knowledgeable and I feel like he, we, are, we, we, we will just be honored to have him on our show. Now that's not going to be until next month, um, November 11th, but I just wanted to give you all a heads up about it so that you can mark the dates, put it on your calendar, um, make sure that you listen to that show. Even if you can't do it live, mark that date so that you remember to go back and listen to the podcast. Okay. That is going to be a powerful, um, show and i believe that those that listen will will really benefit you know there will be some deliverance for people who need it and some awareness you know an increase in awareness of the fact that these things are really going on they are real they happen they're um the, those that are caught up in these um situations are living in torment but they but you can be free you can be free so tonight's topic um like the days of noah you know it this has just been weighing on me it's just been weighing on me because i'm very i am very aware and more so aware that um we are living in a day when the same types of things that were going on in Noah's time are going on now. And some people, you know, may scoff at that. They may laugh at that and say, well, you know, this is nothing new. You know, this, this has happened throughout the history of mankind. And I would, I would have to agree with you that that is true. That's true. But I feel that it's more significant now because in our history, in mankind's history as we know it, there has never been the level of technology, the level of communication and technology, excuse me, to go along with the things that are happening. And only God knows how close we are to the return of his son Jesus Christ but I still feel that this is, is significant for us to pay attention to what was going on in Noah's day what's going on in our day and and what the consequences were then and what the consequences are now but also what the hope is what the hope is for now if, in fact, we are living in a time like Jesus described when he said, like the days of Noah, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, and they were giving in marriage. And then he went on to describe why that was significant and how that before he returned, um, lots of troubling things were going to happen in association with the things that were going on, like the days of Noah. So 
it made me say, okay, let's emphasize again, what was going on in the days of Noah? What were those days like? Well, I touched on it last week. There was sexual immorality. That was not the only thing. No, it was not the only thing. But it was a, it was a significant thing because with that sexual immorality came a corruption of the human race itself, of the, of the actual human race be, being corrupted. Okay. Yes, I'm sure that they were eating and drinking. And when we use those terms, um, when those terms are used, it doesn't doesn't just mean like you and I eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner to sustain health and nutrition. You know, it's talking about a level of gluttony, excessive, excessive, excessive feasting, eating, dining. Believe it or not, that's happening right now, too. That's happening right now, too. I mean, the obesity epidemic is evidence of that. And not many ministries that I'm aware of even emphasize or teach about the spirit of gluttony, about overeating, about consuming things that are not just, not just too much, but things that are not good for our health, not good for our bodies physically, okay? So it's really, it's really portraying a picture of excessive lust in, in all different ways, excessive desires, um, unlawful, unhealthy, unholy desires when it comes to relationships, when it comes to sexual relationships, when it comes to food, when it comes to things, just that it's really dis- describing how should I say? Um, really describing um, just excessive lust, 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 lust. Okay. I think that we are coming up on a break here now for some reason. Yeah, I think we're coming up on a break here. So if I hear the music, I will know that I am correct. (laughs) And we will continue this after the music. But this time period, there was such an emphasis on me, myself, and I. And doing the things that the flesh wanted to do. And the flesh had already been corrupted because of Adam and Eve rebelling against God, eating of the forbidden fruit, which changed, changed. Okay, he was using, okay, which changed, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) I was reading a little note to myself, which changed their chemical makeup, okay, uh, when they ate of that forbidden fruit, they their their chemical makeup was changed, and not only that, then they be they began to interact with and have relationship with Satan, and they began to rebel against God, the God who had created him, Satan, the God who had created the angels, the God who created mankind, the animals, 
the trees, everything living, okay? So we're talking about a time of excess everything. So after the break, I'll, I'll continue to break this down. All right. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we're back on the air, and um, we're talking about um, the days of Noah and how the time that we are living in is uh, much like the days of Noah. And just before the break, I started talking to you about um, excessive lust, excessive desires uh, for things that were forbidden, for things that were not good for us physically or spiritually 
or in any way, shape, or form, and I mentioned the word gluttony. Okay, and that reminds me of um, a process that uh, Chris and I are in right now. You know, um, even last year, I believe it was, uh, we talked a little bit on the air about um, how we were working on getting our weight issues under control. You know, and I and I just mentioned how that the obesity epidemic is just rampant um, in the United States, especially. Um, and so I noticed in the last four years that I just began to gain weight without even trying, you know, and I couldn't pinpoint what that was really all about. And I believe I've done that since, you know, recently in the last three months, I believe I've done that, but I won't get into all that tonight because it's going to take too long. So I just want to let you guys know that I am very, very, very happy to announce I have lost 20 pounds in the last three and a half months or so. 20 pounds. Um, Chris, I don't know if he wants to divulge what he's lost yet or not, so I'm not going to do that unless he says so. But um, he's lost a significant amount of weight, too. And we did it using the Vicalis Body by Vi plan. I hear you're moving around, honey. Are you going to say something? Uh, I'm still fluctuating back and forth between uh, 12 and 14 pounds. So There you go. But there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. It's coming that's, off and I'm feeling good. That's right. That's right. It's, it's a work in progress and... We're finding out reasons why you can end up gaining weight with one meal. You can gain three and four pounds with one meal because of where you eat and, and eating out and the types of foods that you eat. So we're learning. But yes, I was hoping he would say that. 12 to 14 pounds. We're using the Vicalis Body by Buy challenge. You can find that information on my radio host page. If you just go to the host page, you can find that information. If you want to take control of your eating habits and get your health back and get your weight under control, that's a good way to do it. Okay, so back to my subject. The days of Noah, we're talking about a time when there was much much lust, lust for all kinds of things. Um, in, in the book of Genesis, chapter 6 begins to describe how that the wickedness had increased to such a point where God was sorry that he had created man. It repented him. He, he changed his mind about allowing those men and those people of those days to continue to exist. Um, angels that he had created had rebelled against him, fought against him along with Lucifer. They were cast out of heaven because of the rebellion. They began to corrupt the human race, not only spiritually, but physically. They begin to corrupt the human race. Um, 
deceived Adam and Eve into eating of the forbidden fruit. But then on top of that, the angels themselves, the ones that had fallen, the ones that had rebelled, began to take wives of the women. They begin to take wives to themselves and they begin to cohabitate with them, have unnatural affection and relationships with them and produce giants in the land. So they produce this, uh, this weird um, half human, half angel type being that became a giant. Okay. Not only was that happening, but men were being consumed with this ungodly lust as well because now this spirit is rampant in the atmosphere, in the environment, and now the men are contending with these same types of feelings and impressions and so they're uh, wanting to be with men and so forth and so on. Then the women start wanting to be with women and I believe, like I said last week, that they also began to corrupt the animals because if you read further on in the chapter, you see that God, when he, dis when he destroyed those rebellious beings, he also destroyed the beast and the animals. Okay. So we are talking about a time where there was just a lot of rebellious behavior going on sexually emotionally, spiritually, physically, just catering to whatever the flesh wanted to do that was opposing what God said they should do, what God said was good for them, what God knew was good for them. So it just amounted to inordinate affection. To sum it up, I mean, it was just a time of inordinate affection, unnatural affection. The men and women lost control of their own bodies. They were consumed with lust to the point where they couldn't even help themselves. Okay. When you taught, when I looked up inordinate affection, I went to the Strong's exhaustive concordance and it said like this inordinate affection meant to feel passion to experience a sensation or impression that is usually painful and it went on to say affection comma lust okay so we're talking about a, a type of lust that burns in the person, that consumes the person, that makes them feel like they have the can't help it, like they can't help themselves, like they have to do this thing. Uh, they have to follow up on this way that they're feeling. They have to pursue this, this uh, driving force, this impression. I can relate to that. I can relate to that because there was a time when I had the can't help it, as I called it, the can't help it. Um, after my first marriage, I was dealing with so much rejection and so much hurt that I, I basically reached out to the first 
man that paid me some attention. I ignored that voice in my gut that said, he's not for you. I ignored that voice because he was physically good looking because what I knew of him, I thought was good. Well, little did I know that there was much more, there was much more to the picture than what I saw. There was much more than met the eye. And when I got involved with that man, I ended up with the can't help it. I was consumed with a desire for him that was almost unbearable. It, it, it got to the point that even when I realized that he was not good for me, even when I realized that he was cold and callous and that he even verbally told me that he was using me for my body, um, in a more crude way, he said, for um, sex, that it was basically all about sex. And because I could not handle that, he was dumping me. But I was totally, even with that information, I felt like I could not let this relationship go. So that's the kind of lust we're talking about. When I'm talking about inordinate affection, it's a consuming passion. It's a tormenting passion. And it's painful. It's not pleasant. It's tormenting and it's painful. This is not the kind of passion that God intended for mankind. He didn't intend for us to be bound. I mean, I can tell you how I got free. <laughs> and I tell you in my book how I got free. Um, the story of me is a book in which I share my personal story of not only that situation, but sexual abuse in my childhood. I was molested uh, more than once sexually abused by my own father. And it opened the door, I believe, to this type of uh, bondage. So that's what, that's what happens to a lot of people is that doors get open, even through traumas like my own. And it opens you up to that spirit, that lascivious spirit, and you become a victim of it you become a victim of it. And I will have to finish that thought after the break because it's break time. All right, so here come the tunes. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Be sure to register your copy of Sam at www.spatialaudio.com. You'll feel warm and squishy inside once you do. 
Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm back. Um, we are talking about some heavy things right now, and I don't even know if I should say that because the whole show, our show is heavy. <laughs> Everything about our show is heavy. <laughs> and um, during the break, though, I was checking with my um, with my husband, Chris, to see what his thoughts would be on the subject. And uh, he was telling me I should probably break down lust. You know, when I talk about a person being consumed with lust, there's so much to that word. <clears throat> you know, um, I kind of touched on it a few minutes back. I touched on the fact that most people think about lust as strictly sexual, sexual lust. But lust covers a lot of territory. We're talking about desires, desires and intense desires for things that are not good for us. Gotta have it. Um, Chris, do you want to help me convey what you were actually saying? Because what you were telling me was was really um, kind of where I'm trying to go. Well, I think about, um, when I think about the big picture, I think about the phrase, the world is your oyster, or... Um, something forbidden. I remember um, I was watching a movie. I watched. I used to watch a lot of movies. So the movie uh, about the, the singing group, The Temptations, they were trying to come up with a name. And they were standing out in the front yard and, and, and they were naming all kinds of names. And the guy said, no, it has to be something, something forbidden, something everybody wants, mm. but no one can have, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 something sexy, and he was just painting a picture of of something that's um, forbidden, mm-hmm. you know. And and mm-hmm. when something is forbidden, it, that because of sin, that's what that's what people will always want. They always the grass is always greener 
on the other side rather than where you are. So that that word lust, that's what it makes me think about. It makes me think about something that there's a law, there's a law stated and placed in place, but when you when when you have a hunger and desire, I shouldn't even say hunger, but a desire mm-hmm. for what's against the law. Mm-hmm. And and it's like candy. Candy tastes good, but if you eat a diet of just candy, how will you turn out? If you eat a diet of just sugar, how will you turn out? And and so that's what that's what's coming to me is the lust is for something that's that that's the front of it is is always good and sweet and everything, but the backside is always going to lead to death and destruction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the trick of the enemy is to is to tickle and to make you want the front side, the sweetness, you know, the action of it, and and the the knowing that it's forbidden. And, and getting away with something, you know. Well, you mention you mention the phrase "do what thou wilt" in connection with your explanation mm-hmm. to me. So, can you like expound on that? Where where that what what are you meaning by that phrase? And just tie it into what you're saying. Well, that phrase is 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 from studying about um, the Masonic. And and one of the thirty um, third degree Masonic leaders, who was a Satanist, was Aleister Crowley. And in the book of in the book of Satan, um, that was that was one of the major laws and rules was to do as thou wilt. Whatever you want, you can do. You can have the motto. The the motto, the, and it was, uh-huh. it was it was everything was opposite of of the Bible. Right, which is okay. which is what Satan is about. Everything opposite of God. So, that's that's the red carpet that he rolls out, and the mm-hmm. feast that he rolls out is is the world is yours. Do us do whatever you want to do. Don't worry about laws. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can have all the sex you want. You can eat all the pork and ice cream and whatever you want to do, and just just love yourself to death. Take a pill. Take a. But is know. that love? Is that right. love? Because the right. devil is not capable of love, so mm-hmm. lust yourself to death. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't set up nothing for tomorrow. Don't mm-hmm. eat right now so you can live long. Mm-hmm. Get yours now. Right. Right. Mm. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that. That that's really what lust is about. It's getting getting what you want now. Hmm. And the torment, the torment comes after you've gotten caught in it. You've Just experienced like, it, and now, yes. and now you, you're, you're, you're wanting that feeling again. You're wanting that high again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, even in relationship to food, the torment comes. Like, for instance, okay, once you've consumed the food the foods that are not good for you, the unhealthy foods, and you've put the weight on, let's say, and the weight begins to affect your health. Well, now you're, now you're, you know, it's like you, 
while you're eating the food, of course, you're not experiencing all those ramifications. You're not experiencing the side effects right away. But once you've developed those habits, satisfied those tastes over and over and over and over, then the end result is what? The obesity and the health problems. Yep. And that's the same thing that happens with sexual abuse, meaning abuse of what God created the sexes, man and woman, for. Angels were not intended to cohabitate with women, so that was definitely a form of sexual abuse. Men were not intended to have relations with men, so that was another form of sexual abuse. Men and women were not supposed to have sexual relations outside of the marriage union, so that was fornication, another form of sexual abuse. They were certainly not designed to have intercourse or sexual relations with animals in any way. So we're talking about just rampant, do what thou wilt. <laughs> Buck wow. <laughs> and, free fall. Free fall. Uh, yeah. And, and go ahead. And that's what angered God. Yes. Because everything that was made the way he wanted it was 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 being um was being Correct. twisted and 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 um what's the word I'm looking for? It was it was everything was changed. Everything was, was corrupted, altered, altered. Altered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um distorted is is the word I was looking for. Okay. Everything was distorted now. So the, the the original uses was not even the main use anymore. Exactly. And with those behaviors, hold your thought for a second, because I just want to throw this out there. With those behaviors, because see, nowadays, a lot of people are trying to justify these behaviors and say that they are normal. Why would, um, why would a person be that way if they had a choice? It has to, it has to be that they don't have a choice. Why would they suffer the, the criticism and the ostracism? being ostracized that comes along with these things if they had a choice they're coming up with all of these well this is this is another thing that begins to happen is that people begin to rationalize the behavior but in addition to the behavior those behaviors cause more abnormal affection by that meaning less concern for others less concern for the other people that it's affecting you know what I'm saying? Less concern for um, the the laws that help to keep us safe. And it becomes all about that person because they feel like they cannot change or don't want to change because they are consumed. Then they become more me, myself, and I centered and less community centered. You understand what I'm trying to explain? Yeah. It's just like... Um... When we used to do foster care, we would get kids out of emergency situations who would come out of a war zone. Mm-hmm. And the kids were used to being cussing and yelling and, and starving and everything. And that became normal for them. They became survivors. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when we got them, we had to undo 
all of the survival tactics and put them back in line with um, mm-hmm. security, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. knowing that they were going to have clothes, knowing that they were going to have three, four, five meals a day, three meals, four meals with snacks, mm-hmm. and, and to where they weren't hoarding because mm-hmm. survival mode uh, brings on hoarding, you know, and, and just looking out for you. But when you're secure, now you're able to be a child. You're able to learn. You're able to grow. You're able to flourish like a plant that gets sunshine, that gets water. You're able to do what you were meant to do. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're in survival mode and you're in a war zone and a child is not developed to be in a war zone, if you're in a war zone, now you're actually dealing with grown-up thoughts when you're in a, a, a time of your life which should be de- which is development time you're developing mm-hmm. the wrong way mm-hmm. and so um, that's what that's what that mindset does that that lustful mindset it puts you in a in a mindset where you forget about the original state that you were supposed to be in the safe the healthy the normal state the the, the the, the state that mm. was that followed the law, you know, the state that mm. was protected because of mm. following the law, and you could sleep, you could sleep at night. But right. no, you're you're in a you're in a position where you're a man that's sleeping, and you got one eye open because another man will come by and rape you, mm. mm-hmm. or four men will come by and rape you, you know, just because they want to. And hmm. so it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. A, it's a flip side, you know. What woman is safe in that world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What woman is safe if a woman is going to draw water and come back to her home? But there's there's drunk men out. We're coming up on a break, honey. So well, after I was done. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. I'm loving it because I'm feeling what you're saying. So after the break, we'll pick that up. And I'm going to read some scripture that tells us how we're supposed to deal with this. Okay. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Zero. 
Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices, so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us. On Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woo Radio Network. Thank God, I am free. I am. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back on the air, and I'm talking with Christopher Jones, uh, Minister Chris, um, also my husband, and um, behind-the-scenes engineer, host, and you name it. And Chris, you were just talking about um, how that once, once a person, for instance, like the foster children, once they've been traumatized, once they've been, and I'm going to correlate that to sexual abuse, once they've been traumatized by sexual abuse, and I'm not just speaking of rape or molestation, I'm also talking about fornication. Once a person has given themselves to someone who is not their husband or their wife, that is that they have, they have abused themselves and they have abused that other person. You know, it's, it's all abuse and they've set in motion some, some behaviors, some desires, uh, a set of spiritual laws that are going to now hold them hostage. And you were saying how that once that happens, they basically go into a different mode of, of survival. Um, they start trying to live out life through a different set of rules, a different, how do I explain that? Uh-huh. Innocence is gone, and now they're they're left with the raw, brutal reality of life, which for children, they were supposed to be developing and be, be developed and prepared for life through stages. Okay. But when, when, when you've been, um, so to speak, thrown into the fire, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, I think about Michael Jackson. He, um... He was he was singing at a young age, him and his brothers, mm-hmm. and they really did not have a childhood, a normal childhood. I, I would say that mm-hmm. they didn't have a normal childhood because they were in show business. So to me, 
a major part of Michael's problems in his adult life was missing his childhood. And, 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 and that's because of the enemy was right there ready to snatch. And he'll use, he'll use entertainment. He'll use, you know, abusive parents. He'll use whatever he has to use because the enemy doesn't, it's no such thing as playing fair. He's playing for keeps. Well, and we were also, we also ran across some, um, study material and some, a theory by a person who felt that his research showed that Michael had been abused also. I, I think that he even alleged that at some point in his life, that he had been sexually abused too. So when you add that too, well, I know I mean, that... When I you've seen he, it, yes. when, when you've seen it over and over again, it's not hard to, it's not hard to figure out. Well, I know that by his own story, um, watching his brothers having sex in in the hotel rooms, that was pornography in that he he witnessed pornography in in a sense. If you know what I'm saying, it wasn't in a book. It was in as a boy. He's seeing this unholy union, this unnatural act as far as God is concerned happening. And it also traumatized him, whether he was physically sexually abused or not, he was still sexually abused. Am I making sense? It makes sense because okay. young eyes are not supposed to, to see that kind of stuff. Exactly. They're supposed to be shielded exactly. and protected from it. Exactly. And, 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 and God's law states, states a specific lifestyle that we are supposed to live following him. Okay. And when that, when that, when that lifestyle is not followed, it doesn't it doesn't take much to get way off the mark. Exactly. Okay, well then that that brings me to the scripture as far as um addressing these behaviors and these actions when they've taken root in our lives, when they've taken a hold of us, whether it was by our fault or not, whether we were children and we were sexually abused or not, whether we were adults and we decided to just you know, have casual sexual relations or not. Um, Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 says, Mortify. Mortify. I know that you were in the funeral business, dear, so this might ring, really resonate with you, but mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, Okay, it's telling us what we're supposed to do. It's not condemning us that it happened to us. It's not condemning us that we are in this fallen state, but it's giving us an answer about how you overcome it, how you deal with it. We're not supposed to adapt to it like the world is telling us. The world is telling us to accept it, and they're trying to change all the laws and things to fit with it. This scripture says, mortify, therefore your members... Fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, okay? Uncleanness, which covers a lot of territory, including sex outside of marriage. It covers homosexuality, pornography, lesbianism, sexting, uh, sex trafficking, you name it. Inordinate affection, which I just described earlier that that was having... Uh, an experience or a sensation or impression that is usually painful 
affectionate lust. So this is covering a lot of territory, people. This ain't leaving much out, okay? Um, evil concupiscence. Evil concupiscence. I looked that up, and it said it was a longing, especially for what is forbidden. Having a longing especially for what is forbidden, desire and lust. So this is covering everything, okay? God said that these types of relationships were forbidden in Scripture. Incest was forbidden. Fornication was forbidden. Men being with men was forbidden. Women being with women. He said that there would be a time when people would lose the natural affection, the natural affection one for the other, and they would basically be consumed in their own lust. He goes on to say covetousness, which is idolatry. He said, for which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Like the days of Noah, God's wrath came and he cleansed the earth of those rebellious people mortify means to kill 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 those desires wow here come the tunes kill those desires i think the tunes are coming <laughs> oh kill them not give in to them, not adapt to them, not say, I must be born this, I must be this way because I was born this way. No, you were just born into a lustful environment. You were born into an environment or you came in contact with or you opened doors to or someone invaded you, your spirit, and by molesting you or raping you and you became subject to and we're bound with a spirit of lust and inordinate affection, unnatural affection. But the answer is not to adapt to it. It may be a struggle. It may be difficult because it becomes a very strong hold in your life. I've, had, I've been there. I had that strong hold in my life. But God set me free. God did deliver me from that. Any thoughts, honey? We got like three minutes before we go into the break. Um, dying, dying, dying to those ways, dying to those thoughts, to those feelings, mortify, that's what it means to me, is, is to die to them. Yes. Yes. And, and 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 put them behind you. Bury them. Yes. And don't 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 go to the cemetery and visit them. There you go. Bury them. And and move on. That's mm -hmm. the that's the old man. Mhm. Mm that's that's it's like a locust uh when it when it climbs out of the shell, it leaves the shell behind. It doesn't go back and get the shell. Or a butterfly mm -hmm. leaves the cocoon, the cocoon behind, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and they go on. 
you can't change the past, but you can go on and 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 put distance between you and the past, and keep mm-hmm. your eyes focused on the original state that you you should have been in from the beginning. And you, right. God allows a way for us to get back in line. You get, can be get back in tune with Him. I like when you said that earlier. Back in line, God brings things back into alignment with Him. With, with your original state that you were intended to be. He brings us back in line with him. He, he does, your, your spirit can be reborn. And he doesn't, he doesn't let you forget it, but he'll mm-hmm. allow you to use that as a testimony to help somebody else that's in, in exactly the same situation. Exactly. Amen. Because you, because you have insight and they'll listen to you before they'll listen to somebody else. One minute before the break, you can overcome sexual abuse, people. You can find my story about overcoming sexual abuse in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, on my radio show page. Tune in to us every Monday at 7 p.m. We will be here and we will continue to deal with this issue and to offer hope to those that are struggling and suffering in the aftermath of sexual abuse. Good night, y'all.